0: Game Boys.
1: Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux, and I'm not as old as I just sounded. And with me as always, <laughs> it's my it's my co-host and yours. It is the new Cyberpunk themed game from the Makers of Bayonetta coming July to your Nintendo Switch. It's Griffin Davis. There's a Bayonetta game coming to the Switch? There's a, a, a Cyberpunk like action game from the Makers of Bayonetta that they announced in Nintendo Direct, yeah. oh uh,
0: hell yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, fucking... you know, this is a this is exciting. Um, and actually this reminds me there was a very popular Twitter thread yesterday um I'm uh, um, saying that uh you know Bayonetta is the uh, ultimate dodging queer icon you know uh, yeah no I believe it her her dodge rolls are just insane.
1: Yeah, she's the... Well, yeah, that's that game is one of my favorites just because of the
0: dodge rolls. Yeah, and she's one of my favorite characters in Super Smash. Yeah, she's very good in Smash. She's very incredible. Yeah, her her ultimate Smash is one of the cooler ones. But, Lux, quick news thing up at the top here. Did you watch uh, this week's Nintendo Direct? Yeah, I mean, I just referenced an announcement they made. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I clearly didn't. I just skimmed the news then because there's only one important news story, in my opinion, from that direct. And that's the remake of Link's Awakening coming out to the Switch in 2019.
1: Yeah, baby. that's going to be a banger. The graphics they showed looked awesome. That game is so, so, so good. Mm-hmm.
0: That's actually like one of my first memories of a Game Boy game was like looking at that that Legend of Zelda game at
1: 1993. Oh, yeah. No, that was definitely a formative uh, a game for, for me and I'm sure for like most people. Um, but that was actually only my third favorite announcement, because number two is the cyberpunk game I just mentioned. And Number one, we got a new Fire Emblem game coming for the first time to a console in like a decade. That That's pretty cool.
0: Um, But uh, I've never played one of those games. So uh, why should I?
1: They're super fun, uh, tactical RPG things, which are always really nice. They're kind of ex-commy, but fantasy. Okay. Um, The characters are always really cool. And this next one, why I'm really excited about this next one is that, like many of my favorite JRPGs, it takes place at a school. (laughs) And I really, I really and truly love the format of like JRPGs where you're like a student at a school learning how to be like a hero. I think every story could just be set at a school instead. Yeah, absolutely. Star Wars, (laughs) why not just make it Star Wars Academy? Uh, I mean,
0: wow, that actually sounds like a great place to take the series. Uh, Listen up, JJ.
1: JJbrums, yeah. (laughs) JJbrums. I've got shit to say and you're going to listen to it, but... (laughs) yeah so that game looks sweet Every I really want to play that but yeah this Nintendo yep, Direct was very news. cool well this was I love Nintendo's been doing this shit for a minute that I really like where they are like this is the Nintendo Direct that's all about this thing and the thing that they say it's about is like for a lot of people like the le- like not even close to the coolest thing like <laughs> the one where they announced Smash was the one where they're like this is the Mario Tennis Nintendo Direct <laughs> and then they announced Smash and then this one they were like it's the Fire Emblem one they announced Link's Awakening the new Bayonetta people game and it's just like you guys you go oh, Miyamoto-san You goof. You big old goofball. Anyways,
0: they they remain on a streak. You know, this is not the Wii U generation. You know, this is a very hot new Switch lifestyle that
1: continues to just be, like, very exciting. Speaking of, I tried the Switch headset for the first time last night. Yeah. What is the Switch headset? So it's like a mask you put on and you kind of stick your Switch in it. And then you... wait. A mask? It's like it fits over your face. What? And there's like a slot and you put your switch in the slot and then it has like a glass reflection thing that makes it like look more 3D and like really in there. So it fills your whole what? field of vision.
0: It, so it's like a it's like one of those old school like VR things. It's almost like, like a virtual like, boy that you just put your uh, switch inside of. Yeah. So it's basically just taking the switch and smushing it onto your face and basically, just like having yeah. like a strap around that.
1: Basically, and I'll tell you a couple things about it that were cool is that the game that uh, Breath of the Wild looked really neat and it was cool. it like filled the whole my whole field of vision and stuff. That was cool. What wasn't cool about it is that the mask is pretty heavy, especially with the switch in it. And it's just pushing yeah. down on your nose. Yeah, like, just it's like, like a good chunk of weight is just going right it's on the bridge. Not like l- super light. Yeah, no, the switch is not super light and the mask is <laughs> necessarily kind of heavy to hold the switch. Um, but it looks great. And I hope you took some pics
0: that we'll post on the Instagram later. I tried to later.
1: take a selfie and it didn't work because um, I couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm gonna get some pictures. I'm gonna make my friend who has it give it to me, and we're gonna do it more coordinated style. Sure, but, sure, sure. Um, that was very that was very dope and very cool. But let's real quickly so we can get to our guest soon. Griff, what are you playing these days? Oh man, well I think the heat is on
0: again uh, for Overwatch for me. Uh, but I'm I'm taking it to a new level, Lux, and I'm taking it seriously this time. And I'm really trying to climb the ranks. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to your Overwatch on YouTube. It's a great YouTube channel if you want to learn how to play heroes better in Overwatch. Uh, it's been giving me all sorts of quick tips and uh, it's, it's just been tough though because I'm, I'm in a rank uh, called gold which is kind of where like 30% of The population plays. You
1: said called gold as though gold were an unusual name for a rank. (laughs) You are like this is crazy, but it's named after metals. And
0: I've and I've broken into the next one, which is platinum, a few times, but it's just so hard when I'm playing by myself. So I've got to I've got to really establish a new crew. Uh, If you are ranked any twenty six hundred and over in Overwatch and playing the PlayStation, DM me and we'll play together. I'd love to get
1: out of gold. Dope. Um. So for me. I'm in the midst of... I want to try playing Overwatch with you, although I'm just going to fuck up your ranking. But I'm in the midst of the sort of Party World Wrestling pre-show promo production stuff. Sure. Plus doing this, plus work. So I haven't had a lot of time for games. But the new release from Nintendo Direct that has really affected my life immediately is a Tetris 99. Okay. Um, it's the Battle Royale-style Tetris game where you play against <laughs> 99 other Tetris players. <gasps> what? Um, And you try to, like, last the longest. And if they... And every time you fill up lines, like, bad things happen to other people... And it's like kind of weird. It's really fun. It's free. And I've been playing it a lot. And it is a blast. Is there a circle that like shrinks and all the tetrises
0: have to like ride you know, like, together? Ev-
1: ev- so you every time you can say like target certain players or like have the computer to auto target for you or whatever. And as you fill in lines, they get hit with like lines of just like random lines coming from the bottom that shorten their screen. Mm-hmm. And they can destroy them, but it like, makes it more challenging. So like as you play, yeah. people get more and more of those challenges. It just kind of weeds everyone out.
0: Well, last one thing I want to say before we get to our guest, uh, I did play a new Battle Royale game that everyone's demanded me to play called Apex Legends, and it sucks. It's hey, wait, just Griffin,
1: like before you get too deep into that, that's what I was going to say was my idea that we could try to do next week.
0: Oh, OK. Well, anyways, preview, it sucks. But let's get to the real meat of this episode, Lux. I want to uh, we've got an incredible guest. Yeah, let's that I get these introduce. appetizers out of
1: here and get to the entree. Uh, he's
0: a very funny man. Uh, I just learned he's a, a Howard Stern enthusiast, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, which I which I am as well. Howard Stern is gross. Uh, and, and he's on my favorite sketch team in Los Angeles. Patsy. I'm gonna collect them all one day. But today, we've got Joe Fahey on the podcast. Welcome to Game Boy, Joe Fahey. Aw, oh, thanks for having me. Hey, yes. appreciate
2: it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming. Favorite uh, sketch team. That's awesome. Yeah, I think you've told me that before. Oh, That's yeah. awesome, yeah. Yeah, you guys absolutely are. Well, you right? Griffin, you've written so. I think you wrote my favorite sketch of all time. I think I told you that. Wait, point. which one? Oh, okay.
0: Well, the, please don't mention it. I won't it say podcast. it. I won't say it. It had to do I'll, with I a I whiteboard and you spit it around. Oh, oh that yeah. one? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the
1: Goodwill Hunting one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, you and I, we, we talked drafts of that one. That one's great. Yeah.
0: Most of my sketches are enjoyed uh, by people, but they can only tell me in private.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right.
0: But most people have to, like, <laughs> take me aside and, like, look around, make sure no one can hear them. Yeah. One, and then they say, hey, I liked it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Joe, I didn't know you were a, a Stern guy. One of, when I used to do this prank yeah. show, I used to work, or I still help out a little bit, this prank show called Not Even a Show. We actually yeah. got one of our clips on Stern last year. Um, I don't know if you saw it where a Canadian man prank called Roger Stone and kept talking about jacking off to him until Roger Stone got freaked out and hung up.
2: No, I didn't. Oh yeah. Oh, wait, was it like the video aspect? Cause I only, I have Sirius in my car, so I just listened to it, but did they play? Oh, it on I think the... it was on the,
1: I think it was on the radio. It was on Sirius. Oh, it was? No, yeah. I didn't,
2: I didn't hear it. Or right. maybe I have, maybe I don't know well, if
1: it would have been cool if you had, but that's okay. It's yeah, my one, my awesome. one direct engagement with, with, uh, with Stern is, <laughs> yeah is cause I don't watch a lot of Stern, but my, the guy who runs the prank show loves it. And he was like, you guys, we got on Stern <laughs> and, like freaked the fuck out. It was very cool. Uh, who, like, do you, yeah, it was people Chris... that do
2: the prank sets like uh, Chris uh, Christie, Richard Christie, right? Uh, well, Wozniak was got named
1: Chris James, who who just okay. made a thing. And it got forwarded to them, and it was basically nice. Roger Stone was on Infowars, and he was wearing suspenders, and Chris just started, <laughs> was just like, "Oh, you look hot in those suspenders, there, Roger. I'm loving it. You look like an old librarian." And after a while, he was using like Canadian slang for jacking off, and Roger Stone didn't understand what he meant. And then yeah. at the end, he was like, "I think maybe you've misunderstanding me. I've been just jacking off, talking to you this whole time." And <laughs> Roger Stone was like, oh! God. One of one of our greatest awesome. achievements, I'd say, for the Not Even oh. Show.
2: Did it, so I recently learned Roger Stone has a freaking Richard Nixon like tattoo uh, yeah, on tat- his back. Oh yeah, his yeah, dude, his, it's his whole back. It's
0: his. It's his dream. Oh my god, he's living it's his. It. It's his dream to be Nixon. He does the Nixon fingers yeah. when he gets arrested. Yeah, like I saw it's, that. Yeah. He currently has a gag order from the judge because they're just like, please stop talking oh my God, like dude. in the media just for a little bit. Uh, he loves it. He's just like, if I'm going to go to jail, like I'm just going to do it in the
2: biggest, flashiest <laughs> way possible. Well, I mean, well, Nixon did it first, though. Yeah, he's just trying to follow Nixon shoes. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, truly yeah. really wild. Oh man, uh, that's crazy. Um, but it it is it is
0: funny. Uh,
2: uh, the Stern thing.
0: because uh, I talk. I was talking to you about Stern before. Mm-hmm. We kind of uh, I I grew up with Stern because my dad would listen to it yeah, every same, morning, same. and then I went to went to uh, college and 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 stopped listening because my dad was the one who was paying for that shit. <laughs> uh, but. Lux, did you did you listen to Stern when you were younger, or has he just been no someone I, you know?
1: <laughs> I barely engage with Stern, except for that thing that happened. My dad was more about like just old stand up, the cassette tapes, and the cast performances of various musicals. <laughs> um, so that uh, was sort like, of more what I was,
0: does, what, is, what does your dad think about cats
1: um cats was one of them he was more Hell yeah. um, he was more um, more of a cats Sondheim friend. guy than a Lloyd Webber sure. guy though sure sure, oh, right, sure. Um, right. so it was more sort of sweetie Todd kind of stuff happening yeah. or uh, um, like technical or dream code but,
0: but Joe we've got uh we've got some questions for you about video games before we get that um I, I asked the internet if they had a question for you uh and it seems like the most pop there's a lot of questions here oh, and nice, I'm not gonna ask nice. all, you all all of them um, but the, there is one that people seem to then all repeatedly ask so I'm gonna ask you that one uh, this question comes from Andrew Crownover has a video game ever made you cry which one how hard how long does the memory still haunt you I know the answer to these questions but I want to hear them out
2: loud. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, yeah, is, uh, is on my sketch team. So, uh, also probably the funniest guy I think I've oh, ever met Absolutely. In my life.
0: I actually just like, he's one of the people where I laugh
2: before he sa- yeah. says anything. He just stands there. Dude, in a room, like when we're <laughs> pitching stuff, like, and he just t- brings a sketch. Like I start laughing before he's just like, I've got a sketch. And I'm like, <laughs> I start laughing automatically because he's so funny. Uh, did a video game make me cry? oh uh okay so like when i was young my my older brothers were like really into video games uh so i don't know i i always remember like uh my brother uh this, i was telling you i listened to jeremy schmidt's uh podcast about final fantasy 7 i remember that specifically uh and i remember like watching it and being like uh uh, uh, very sad at one moment because I would just watch them play. I was like, very, I was a little younger and I didn't play that those types of video games. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever cried though. I don't know. I just remember being sad and being like, oh, that's kind of sad. In, in yeah. Final Fantasy VII specifically. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, and. I don't know. Uh, well, I, and are we allowed to do spoilers on here? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Red Dead Redemption. Like, when you find out Arthur has tuberculosis and he's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm all a bad, man. <laughs> like for, That's brutal. Uh, like, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, you're like, man, fuck. I think I was more sad, too, because I was like well, this motherfucker's going to die. I've been playing for so long. Uh This sucks. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No,
0: that, that turn in the game is one of my favorites yeah. in video games.
2: And there are so many
0: scenes where I almost teared up a few times. Yeah. Like, there's a scene, like, this is a few levels after that discovery yeah. where he, like, uh, is at a train stop mm-hmm. and he, like, like there's, like, a nun character that he's been friends with throughout the game. Yeah. And she's about to get on the train. And he's just, like, talking to her about, like, how he's, like, just, like, scared. Yeah. And he just sounds like a little bit boy like oh. and it's just like oh man it's yeah. just woo, yeah it's a lot uh yeah so so okay andrew yeah. i hope you're happy with that uh, <laughs> real yeah, quick you know.
1: on the subject of games that made you cry red dead didn't <laughs> make me cry final Fantasy seven didn't make me cry but you know what did mass effect three whoa, whoa. The the p- ending? no no <laughs> All I the, love endings? Endings. the part where the, you the- have to decide whether or not to put out the like weird genocide disease so it's, Whether you can, like, you have to, like, kill your doctor friend so that he doesn't release the genocide disease, or you can let him live, and he does. Oh, yeah. And that's a tough th- decision. It's a really tough decision, and, like, it really... At the time, I was very like dealing with figuring out like my ethical frameworks towards the world, and that question was just like, "Holy shit! Like, what do I do? Like, I love this doctor man, and his points are reasonable, but I can't really condone the genocide of a species, even though like the reasons for doing it kind of make some sense." And I just like started crying. Like, I was like, "I gotta kill him!" And then I was like, had- I cried?" And then I went outside and I walked around uh, my parents' house smoking cigarettes, really, like, "I need to process this." Truly, really was like a forty-five minute like emotional like. Cr- like, I, didn't, I have been broken up with and had a much better response emotionally than I did to that moment.
0: That's very funny. Uh, yeah, I've played through that game twice, and I've done both decisions, and both of them feel really shitty. Like That's like one of those decisions where it's like you don't feel like a winner no matter what you do. Um, but, uh, Joe, let's talk a little bit about uh, your past in video games for a second. Are you a gamer? We have a lot of non-gamers. Yeah. A lot of current gamers. Where do you fall in gaming currently and your
2: past? Oh man, uh, I gotta go. I don't think I'm a gamer. Mm-hmm. I try to be a gamer. I mean, it's toxic if you are. Yeah. This was a trap question. No,
1: I don't. It's and you not, successfully no, dodged. I, and I re- successfully dodged the pit full of spikes. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I don't want to. I, I don't want to say it, like, because I I've, people are like, yeah, I'm a gamer, mm-hmm. and like, and like, uh, but honestly, like, I try to be a gamer. Like, I'm. I have started. Uh, three RPG games, and have never finished any of them. Like sure. I, I, started Skyrim, and uh, uh, Witcher three, and even Red Dead. I mm-hmm. like when you were saying that thing about the nun. I was like, I don't even remember that part because I don't think a, I
0: got it, there. It might be an optional part. Like that oh, really? It might have only happened if.
2: You did missions with that side character? Oh, Okay, yeah. See, I don't. I don't even remember it because I was like, uh, "This game is like these games are very long, and I just lose interest." And then I'm like, "Shit, I gotta like, I gotta get back to my life or something." Because they do take up like a huge part of your life. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I'm not really a gamer. A game, but you, but you play new releases. I mean, Red Dead is a very new game. Yeah, I I do play. uh, Yeah, I do play new releases. Uh, uh, at least for uh, uh, fifty six percent of them or whatever. So, what
0: was uh, like? What, what was like one of your first memories with video games? You said Final Fantasy VII was one you watched, but was yeah. there like a, a
2: game that really hooked you early? Um, okay, so when I was uh younger, my uh dad had the first Nintendo, and um we used to play uh this game um called Cubert. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think that that was my first experience with, like, video games. And um, my dad l- loved that game. Uh, we would play that uh, all the time. I loved Q-Bert. Um I don't ever think, like, even then, I, I don't even really think I got past, like, the third level sure. <laughs> on that. Because yeah. I was like, it was... Tough after a while, but uh, yeah. So it was that, um, and then like, uh, uh, let's see. I got uh, a Super Nintendo. My older brothers like gamed a lot, so I'd, a lot of times, and they would always play like those RPGs. So how, many, how many brothers do you have? I have four brothers. So oh, that's a lot yeah, of brothers. That's a whole boys, band of brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. like, yeah,
0: that's that's the HBO. <laughs> we are a uh, band of brothers. Series. Yeah,
2: I'm. Uh, it was about Dean share, It was about sharing the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Dean Winter. <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah uh um my brothers all played video games but they would play like um uh like RPG games. So I'd always like watch them um, play. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, I liked watching game, oh, them play the yeah. games. Cause uh. I was like, I was like more of a I, watcher. I hear,
0: I hear people, some people say it to me and it blows my mind that they would yeah. prefer to watch. I, I mean, I like it, but it's like, cool. Yeah. I don't <laughs> no. know.
2: I've, I, have i i am just like, a, I'm a watcher. I like watching. <laughs> no. Hey, there's, that's why Twitch exists now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was also maybe too, cause I was like younger and, uh, that, like I was like I was like I'll just let my older brothers deal with this and I'll still get like the satisfaction of knowing how the game <laughs> ends and plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got um, habituated to that yeah. too as
1: a kid. Yeah, uh, I definitely flipped as I like, got an older and became like I don't want to watch anyone play video games. I spend too much time yeah. watching. It's time to get me in the field, put me in yeah. coach. But as a kid, I was very like I'll just watch one play video games for hours. That's fine. Sure, sure. My brother
0: did not like to play video games, and I didn't have any friends, so I would have to force him to play the games with me, and he yeah. just, like, I would just destroy him in whatever <laughs> game. He'd be like, well, I hate this. Yeah, I'd be oh, like, no, God. you have to keep playing. <laughs> There's no one else here.
2: <laughs> uh, one of my brothers, uh, he's actually up north right now, and... Um he works like he makes games. He does like the art uh, design on like uh, apps on people's phones uh, for games, Mm -hmm. for a gaming company. And uh, he would like uh, make games on like his old, like PC uh, using like, um, I don't know. I'm terrible with like names, but there was probably like a
1: creator. Yeah. It was like some, some,
2: yeah, some (laughs) shitty like game creator. And he was like, One time, like, uh, I was, like, 12 or something, like, sixth grade. uh, He was like, come come here, dude. Like, what should we do here? Uh... And, like, I was, like, all right, let's make this game. And uh, I made a game that was, like, uh, you either ha- had to, like, you had to, like, hit the tra- uh, snowmen on the train tracks, and if they were on a street, you had to, like, run them over with an SUV. And, like, I just remember being, like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, that's the game is, like, all you do is just hit snowmen on a train track or an SUV. Man, or when on I was a road kid,
1: they had StageCast Creator. Uh, my dad my dad got it because he thought it would be a cool thing to have. Um And he never really used it, but I got super into it on his computer. I remember making a game where you're a goblin and you have to rescue other goblins because Britney Spears keeps coming and kidnapping the goblins so she can eat them and stay young forever. <laughs>
0: mm, classic <laughs> pop culture yes. Yeah, It's like a real like 11-year-old
1: boy in the yeah. early 2000s being like,
0: uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was weird games like that. I remember playing uh, a Howard Stern computer game on the internet that Did was like weird like that. One? And then I also, there was a, a Beavis and Butthead game I remember playing Yeah, uh, that was like similarly Like crazy, like that. Um, But you talked about video game design, which reminds me kind of a connection, a memory to the game we're going to talk about today. Mm. Is I went to video game camp where you would like design for like two months your own video game. Wow, this is when I was like, I think like. 13 or 12 or something mm-hmm. like that uh, and they like taught us this program I ended up making like a Mario rip off yeah. but it was like pretty well detailed was like five levels uh, and in between lunch breaks like like in between breaks on working the game everyone in the video game camp would like get on these like LAN computers and play Call of Duty uh, I think it was like the first or the second like yeah, one of the yeah, originals yeah. for the PC and that was like my first experience with a Call of Duty game and it was like wild like I never really played like a shooter before especially like online just this idea of like running through these like in kind of crazily detailed and european environments and like having like 15 other kids in the room with me on different computers all trying to like get each other like was was a wild like gaming experience and actually like a real seminal moment and like the first like kind of online moment uh, for me
1: Sorry, that was wild. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's really cool. I was just yeah. imagining you. Sorry, I kind of zoned out because I was imagining that picture where everyone's having a lamp party, and that one kid's taped to the ceiling. And then I was imagining <laughs> that you were the kid who was taped to the ceiling. And I was just having a good time in my brain. Uh, so does always zone for a second. Uh,
0: before, uh, now that we're on to the subject of shooters, I think we should talk about the game you've brought on, which we're very excited to talk about. Yeah. But I think before we start, we should hear a little bit of history about this game. Love it. In 2002, a group of lead game designers had just finished creating the World War shooter Medal of Honor Allied Assault. However, the designers aspired to create something grander than ever before and split off to form their own indie studio called Infinity Ward. With only 22 employees, they released Call of Duty on 2003 for Mac and PC to immediate success. In the following (laughs) 17 years, 15 major console sequels have been made making Call of Duty one of the longest and most successful franchises of all time. Yet the franchise continues to suffer from massive spikes in quality. Some games are a breath of fresh air, while others are a monotonous copy-paste of the previous game. This week, the Game Boys decide if today's game will be remembered in the pantheon of the COD franchise with 2010's Call of Duty Black Ops. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't know. Sometimes trying trying make it. guitar sounds on the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we got we got to ask the question we always ask at the beginning. Why'd you
2: Why'd you pick this game? Uh, okay. So, I guess like this game probably for me. Like I have a few. Like I maybe have like two or three games where I'm like. Uh, I guess like the way I game is like I got a game with my bros and my friends, mm-hmm. and uh, so maybe Halo was that. Uh, when the Xbox first came out when I was, but I was like in seventh grade or something like that, uh, 2001 or 2002, something like that. Um, and, uh, and this game was the other one. And I think I love this game the better than Halo because I'm like, uh, it's got so much. It's got fucking zombies. It's got multiplayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the storyline's great. Uh, also, it's like, I, I don't really game that much, but maybe you guys could tell me this, but it's like, it's takes place during the fucking cold war. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: I don't know if there's any other game that I've seen that is like that. The metal gears do that. Oh, okay. But All right. not, a lot, not a lot. It's not a lot. It's not it's not a setting that's as used as you'd think it would be.
0: Yeah. It, they definitely, I don't, I would say very few games do with the cold war, what <laughs> yeah. this game does, which leads us actually to our first question is let's talk about the story of oh. this campaign. So, uh, in, you know, Call of Duty has changed in a lot of ways. It started in the World War II era, mm-hmm. right? Or the World War One era. Yeah. And then it kind of eventually progressed to the Modern Warfare games. And these were Modern Warfare 1 and 2, which were huge hits, very good games that were kind of in like the modern kind of like Iraq, the Middle East, like yeah. all these places, Russia. And then Black Ops was the first game is kind of like the third game to be like this modern Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And but it's taking it in this different direction. It took us to like the Cold War, and uh, our the protagonist is this kind of like sleeper cell, right? This
2: yeah, like brainwashed guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he like? He's uh, they're trying to figure out what these like announcements are like happening basically the plot is you're going to be reminding me what you have to yeah no worries
0: (laughs) Well, i mean i'm still trying to figure it out it's it's very confusing like any kind of like espionage thriller (laughs) written by video game people uh is that Basically, your task is to find this numbers station, oh, yeah. because if the number station starts uh, broadcasting the numbers, sleeper cell agents around the world will hear the numbers and go into kill mode. Mm. Basically, I think like Russia has like brainwashed a lot of people to like set off nukes when they hear these numbers. Yeah. So your job is to go and find the number station and then lots of random twists, espionage stuff. You discover you've been brainwashed. <laughs> uh, it travels through all sorts of time periods. So it shows you like trying to kill Fidel Castro at one point
1: where <laughs> right, that's towards the um, beginning. Towards the that's beginning, right.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it has all of these like revisionist history, like crazy shit. Like in the level you shoot Fidel Castro, kill him. And then later it's revealed. It's like a body double or
2: something. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, that's w-
1: not that revisionist history because the CIA tried to kill Fidel Castro a ton of times and kept yeah. fucking up. <laughs> that's and, true.
2: And yeah. I think he did have like a ton of bo- yeah, he had uh, body, body doubles, doubles, doubles and yeah, shit. He like would, that was like, his actually, whole yeah. deal.
1: Oh, yeah. actually. So maybe that was based on a true story. Like actually, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> OK, so here's my thing with the story. It's really, really crazy. And earlier today, I looked at the Wikipedia page to try to like get some sense of what's going on. And the Wikipedia page only makes things more confusing because you get sentences like, yeah, here's a good one. Speaking of Fidel Castro. So right, so right after you get captured after trying to kill him. Then handed over to Major General Nikita Dragovich to be a captive at Vorkuta Gulag. Mason defends inmate and former Red Army soldier Viktor Reznov. Reznov recounts to Mason the identities of their enemies, which is a weird thing to do. Dragovich, Lev Kravchenko, and ex Nazi scientist Friedrich Steiner, who defected the Soviet Union. On October 29th, my birthday, 1945, Reznov and Petrenko were sent to extract it's- Steiner from a Nazi base <laughs> in the Arctic. However, they were betrayed by Dragovich, who tested Steiner's nerve gas and his Nova 6 on Petrenko, killing yeah, it's him.
0: It's all just word goop. I don't even understand it Exactly. I, like, I'm it's not just even it's exactly I, it's impossible it's impossible <laughs> to
1: understand and it's like all basically about this like the plot can be simply described as like there's a radio signal that will trigger a sleeper cell that will ex- like, yeah. extend off a bunch of poisonous gas
0: that's but the that's the headline the, but
1: then they add just so many weird layers of things you have to <laughs> yeah. do that are mm-hmm. so bonkatronic and it's like <laughs> bonkatronic it's real <laughs> wild it's really It's this is like I think um, we'll get to my I, we'll get to my issues with with Call of Duty stuff and games like it in a little bit. But like one thing I will say for this one that is very good is that the, this is the first one where like I ever had fun playing the single player. I would never wow. buy these games when I play it. my friend's house. I play the single player sometimes. And, like I actually enjoyed it in this one in ways that I didn't in other ones.
0: Right. Cool. I do feel like in the modern warfare games, like the levels themselves have iconic story moments, but like you kind of are just like flung with a cast of characters. And uh, this is the first one that felt like a thriller main character kind of story right. kind of thing. And this was
1: the first, they switched studios for this one, right? Like, yeah. They, so this was is like tr- Treyarch, Treyarch, yeah, Treyarch right? is this one, right? And then the one before yeah. was, um, I forget who,
0: This one also features
1: the voice acting work of one Ice Cube and another Gary Oldman.
0: Yeah, the voice cast is incredible. Ice Cube, Gary Oldman. Ed Harris, uh, Sam Worthington is the lead. Oh yeah, uh, dude, it's it's
2: wild. <laughs> oh god, that's so... Yeah, dude, remember uh, Sam Worthington was like on fire around that time. Yeah, with and don't worry, he's gonna slam dunk with Avatar too. <laughs> Terminator.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but the last thing I have to mention about this story that is one of my favorite parts is. There are scenes where you talk to president JFK, uh, and you imagine pointing a gun at him in this, in the scenes. It's wild. And then at the very end of the game, uh, As you kill the villain, he taunts you that you are going to do something still that you don't know because you're brainwashed. And then the game ends with a picture of John F. Kennedy giving a speech and you're in the crowd watching him, implying that you are the one that shot John F. Kennedy (laughs) at the end of the game.
1: Little small note for Treyarch on this. Do they not know the context in which JFK was assassinated? Because it wasn't that he was at a speech. He was driving a car.
0: (laughs) I I think it's like I think it's like but he no, but he gave a speech at Love Field. Yeah, and it's like insinuating that you were just like there. So like it's insinuating that he was that he was in the area at the time. Like, like yeah. very heavily-handedly. Yeah, I
1: just think they could have, like, had you stand like, behind a grassy hill with a gun would have gotten the message across a lot clearer. But, look, look just look, small note. It's a small note. I'm not, I don't... <laughs> giving to make... Lee Harvey Oswald a yeah, high-five. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah you're like, both in the repository, was like, that, like Zoolander scene where they're, like,
2: high-fiving each other after they shoot Kennedy, the models. Oh, like, God, like, I would love to have that deleted scene. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, so I think this game takes, like, hilariously weird history swings, which makes it, like fun in a way that like the self serious and blandness of like previous titles like it's, it makes it stand out in that sense. Right, well, it's kind uh, of
1: like the way that you know you see a movie like Valkyrie, that Tom Cruise movie about World War Two, and it's like so uh, self. No, we
0: didn't. <laughs> okay, well, whatever.
1: It's like very self serious and like tries to be like historically whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like kind of, bleh. and then you see like Inglorious Bastards is just like, nah, Hitler got killed by weird Jews and machine guns. And It's like so <laughs> much know, more fun. Theater. It's like a more fun <laughs> version of history. It's like make your video games <laughs> like that too. Like that's what I like about about uh, uh, Black Ops is that it kind of leans into that weird like, what could we do to make the story of history more cool than it actually is. My favorite part of Inglorious Bastards
0: is the close up on the croissant. Does that make me a bad person? It makes you push. have a weird taste, but <laughs> it doesn't make you a bad person. You know, that amazing close up where they're having oh, it's all the bad guys are eating, but they're like at a brunch somewhere and they like slide this like pastry and it's like this close up on like the best pastry you've ever seen. Yeah. It's yeah. And then shows up and it's
1: very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's, a, it's very a great scene. Oh. Um,
0: uh, okay, so we can't talk about any Call of Duty game without talking about the part that people actually play, which is the multiplayer.
2: That's uh, <laughs> that's my jam right there. Yeah, that mm-hmm. multiplayer.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think it was solid. Uh, I think like yeah. I definitely got hooked on Modern Warfare 2's
1: multiplayer, mm-hmm. and this feels very similar. My okay, so it, in the room in the room multiplayer of that game was pretty good. Um, I remember when it first came out, the online multiplayer was a shit catastrophe. Oh really? That it was just like lag like the servers weren't ready for the size of the Ooh. game or whatever. And it was just like lag city. Because so I remember playing my friend's house and they'd be like, yeah, we can play online with people and I'd be like, all right, let's do it. And then I'd be like, I got this guy lined up, then my screen would just stop, and then I'd be dead. And I'd be like, well, that's not fun at all. Yeah. Um and it was like lag, lag city. But like the, when sitting in the room with people, it's it's pretty fun to play that game, and just like snipe your friends and shit. I've en- I enjoyed that. Um I don't also I'll, I'll just get this out of the way now. So obviously we've talked about how I'm bad at shooters. Um, and that's part of it. And I really don't like shooters where you kill other people and it doesn't feel like a cartoon. I inherited this, sure. I think, from my dad, just like a weird antipathy towards like things that make it like where you kill people in ways that people actually get killed in real life, like makes me yeah. feel weird. Um, and this game, part of what makes it good is that it simulates that really well. But it's also part of why I don't have a lot of fun playing this game. Um, <laughs> like it's def- like I don't discount that there's an achievement, to like making it feel like realistic and intense. But like, I hate that shit. I'd much rather play like Borderlands and kill an alien. can't
2: you could you like turn off you could turn off the blood right yeah you can it's just like a it's just like a context thing kind of weird i guess it's just a
1: context thing for me and i think my dad when i was a kid my dad was like even as i got older like, my dad was very, my mom and dad were, like, very liberal about what I could watch. They were like, hey, mm-hmm. you can watch whatever you want as long as you write a book report about it. That's true. Um, wow. <laughs> but uh, they, one thing they Did would never really let me have is games where you kill other people in, like, a real-life setting. Uh-huh. Yeah. So,
0: Grant, I thought I was out. Yeah. But, yeah,
1: so that was, like, a real rule. I think that, that's, like, always just stuck with me as, like, those games make me feel kind of weird. So, like... Sure. And all, I think,
0: uh, the, it's not even that bloody it's no it's not the there's, blood, it's there, just there's the a content. violence to the realism of the guns like the guns yeah. sound and shoot and like impact bodies yeah. in like a realistic way it's not even like that slashery or that as gory as like a resident evil game or something like that honestly like, it's,
1: it would be better for me if there was more gore in like a cartoony kind of way right like uh-huh. the fact that it's like just like <clears throat> blood like small blood spur body like jerks back is just like oh, oh goodness
0: <laughs> yeah uh it's intense in that way but uh i think the the maps of this one are very solid yeah, as i was re through it yeah. like like maps are always i think what define a multiplayer and uh, you can't talk about black ops without talking about it made one of the biggest moves in call of duty history by making the map nuke town yep. now nuke town is one of the most popular maps it's been like remade in multiple future call of duty games because mm-hmm. it's such a fan favorite uh it's a crazy little map because it's purposely tiny. It's like the smallest map ever made. It's like a 1950s like suburb cul-de-sac with a big bus in the middle and there's like three houses. Uh and it's just a shit show. Uh there's two houses. Two houses. Yeah, two houses. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, and uh <laughs> two
2: yeah, that houses. map is uh yeah, it's iconic. It's one of the most fun things Did wait, what did Modern Warfare 2 come out before Black Ops? Yes. They kind of did that cuz didn't Modern Warfare 2 have rust? Yeah. Rust was like like a a small, like little mm -hmm. map, but yeah, Rust, but like, yeah, that was a spiritual sequel. I I remember playing that with my friends too, but I mean, Mm -hmm. no, Nuketown is definitely the most iconic uh, map of all time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, so iconic to the point where they just like made its own, like, what was like Nuketown 365 or something like that. It yeah. was like, you could play every single game in Nuketown or every <laughs> single uh, game and just Nuketown only. Yeah. When I find him, uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. I I loved, uh, yeah. Nuketown's the best. Yes. Yeah, so and you, also the most frustrating.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I liked about the maps is that like, so we, I, there's one of my running theses about games that every game is a puzzle game at a certain point that you're just trying to figure out like how to fit the pieces together, whether it's a shooter or a fantasy game or whatever, you're trying to figure out how everything fits together. And what I like about the call of duty multiplayer maps is that they're so varied and they also have so many different solutions to them. Like they give you options of like place you can go to be a sniper, place you can go to do some assault rifle work, Mm -hmm. like ways you can sneak around and get guys with a pistol. And those options are all out there. So I love when a game is like a puzzle with multiple solutions and the multiplayer maps in call of duty do really give you a kind of versatility that a lot of shooter maps don't like a lot of shooter maps. There's like one best way to handle it or like best practices and call of duty is really good about giving you like, there's no real answer to the map question. It's just sort of like, what can you do and what do you want to do? And there's like a bunch of different viable approaches, which makes it a lot more fun. Yeah. The other thing is the kill
0: streaks uh, are very interesting. in This game, uh, like it's, it's fun and really satisfying to get like a 3 player kill streak and then you get like the radar to see other enemy it yeah, yeah. like helps you rack up more That's one uh, and then you can get like you can call in like an airstrike you can call in mm-hmm. a helicopter and then one of my favorites about this game specifically uh in the in the last game in Modern Warfare 2 you could call in a nuke yeah, that and was you got 25 cheap. kills and well and that just meant you ended the game yeah that was i hated that, that was the worst <laughs> i mean i guess it, I guess their logic was that if you already have 25 kills the game is over no matter what so about end it it's in like an a
1: epic way. It's like a way. flexy way to end the game. Yeah, it's a flex,
0: but but like I remember so many nukes going off in games, and was this one they flex, took right? that away. Yeah. They took away the nuke and they replaced it with attack dogs, which yep. is very funny to me. And uh, attack helicopter. That feels oh, like yeah. kind of a red alert mm-hmm. shout out. Yeah. Um, and, like, and you, and you could just mm-hmm. like release these dogs and they would just like one hit kill people if they got Yeah, like, I loved like it. That feels like
1: a big time shout out to Command and Conquer Red Alert because that's where you got the attack dogs in that game and they were these one hit kill anti-infantry (laughs) Mm -hmm. units that were so awesome and distressing. Um, like, if that feels, I, I, I imagine that that's related. Yeah. And now as
0: a, as a dog owner, like, I feel like if a dog gets shot in a video game, it should just like run away. Like, I don't think it should die. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't think you should be able to kill the dogs. I think you should be able to just like fend them off and then they should just like run yeah, off. Yeah,
1: exactly. They shouldn't survive <laughs> anything. So one thing we got to talk about this game is zombie Nazi mode. Okay. Huge. Yeah. It's like yeah a huge- so I, I, zombies was honestly the thing that I did the
2: most, I yeah. think. More than multiplayer. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm all about zombies. Let's talk about that. So, it
0: started started in... it's The first World zombie Army. actually wasn't in Black Ops. It was at World at War. World at War, yeah. But it kind of sucked at World at War. Like, it, it was just, mm-hmm. like, the genesis of the idea. But it was... It, I don't feel like it really fucking, like, hit out of the park until Black Ops, like, mm-hmm. refined it and, like, made it its own. And one of the ways they made it its own <laughs> is you can play a level where you're defending like the president's office or something like the that. The Pentagon. You're, you're defending the Pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> and your char- playable characters are Fidel Castro, <laughs> uh JFK, Ed McNamara, uh, and what's the
2: fourth one? Uh, uh Richard Nixon, Roger Stone, right? Isn't uh,
1: it?
2: Is that it Nixon? Nixon? I it think might it's be. Nixon. Yeah. I think it's ro- or it's either that or yeah, it's Nixon, Nixon or Roger yeah. Stone. I can't remember. Yeah. And it's just the <laughs> same, so, same guy. It's oh so, uh, same guy? It's yeah. just amazing to watch all
0: four of them like team up and fight zombies. It's yeah, just so yeah. perfect, and, like, uh, and
1: that's the kind of like absurdity that I need in a shooter. So I always loved that yes. mode. Like that mode went got like skipped all of my weird reservations about uh, military shooters and got straight to like what I loved. So it was just like yeah, hey, killing zombies. I'm Fidel Castro killing zombies. This is hilarious and weird and extremely abstracted from reality. And I'm very comfortable with that. I mean, I don't know. You got like I said, I'm not a video game uh,
2: historian or anything, but when I saw zombies for the first time in like world, world, uh, world at war, um, I like fell in love. I was like, I've never seen a fucking mm-hmm. like mode like this before. And yeah, it was just basically staying up, uh, till the wee hours in the morning yep. with my friends, just trying to get uh, to, uh, to like, we, ways. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like we got to get, we, we got to the mm-hmm. early twenties on this one. We got to yeah. get to the late twenties. Like we got to get to the early thirties on this. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, uh yeah black o- black ops like you said you know world at war was like it was all right uh what was it kinder to Totten or no it, was kinder wasn't, there, or it wasn't
0: in that weird haunted house Der- it was just yeah. like an old house right? yeah it was
2: just like uh there was four of them there's like a cabin mm-hmm. yeah there's a cabin uh, there's there like a second floor to it yeah, and yeah. ramp up to it yeah. yeah and then uh yeah it was like I don't know, but anyways, uh, Black Ops I think just like perfected it, made it so much better.
0: Perfected it, and also it's like the zombies mode, like so like grew out past what even the Black Ops was. Like people who have never played the campaign or the multiplayer played the zombies mode of Black Ops. It became such its own game and like such its own reason to play. Yeah, Uh, in a way, it's like I've never seen like a a side mode or an optional content like surpass the popularity of the game in some way. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wor-
2: world war two came <laughs> oh, yeah. out, which one uh, defense of the ancients uh, oh, is a, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Isn't that
1: more of a mod though? Yeah. But it's taking, yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like taking one mechanic from the game and just making mm-hmm. it the whole thing. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, I, when world war two came out, oh, was like two years ago or whatever. I was more, I was so excited to see the new zombies. I was kind of disappointed, but I'm also like, uh, They took a lot of, I hadn't played really any zombies since. I think I maybe like black ops two was the last zombies I played and I was like, eh, I'm kind of over it. But, uh, yeah, I was so excited for the zombies, uh, more than I was like anything else for the new, uh, the newest Call of Duty, which or the World War Two, I don't know. They probably came out with three since then. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I think like the last thing that I want to talk about with this game is like where it relates in the in the, like the pantheon of Call of Duty because I feel like <laughs> in the Duty verse, in the Duty verse, <laughs> I, I feel like it's like a, I feel like it's a
2: a, a marking point. It's Duty really for sure. Me. The best, it's the best Call of Duty out of any at any of them right because didn't like it in, in, innovated stuff i i well okay again i'm not great at this but i don't remember like being able to do like a diving jump in the previous call of duties do you know what i'm saying like, oh are you
0: talking about when you yeah like, when you dive
2: out and yeah you land on the ground you just like run and you yeah. hold down B and you just dive and you're able yeah. to do it almost like when i saw that i was like holy shit that's fucking awesome i don't remember doing that yeah. uh and then after also i i uh I remember like playing World at War and then uh, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, and then Black Ops came out. And then after that, every other game since then, I felt like of the Call of Duties, I was like, ah, this is not the same. And, and t- so much to the point where like uh, I got World War Two, and my my buddy uh, uh, and I still we downloaded. Uh, Black Ops on <laughs> and bought all re-bought all of the like uh, maps like uh, ex- uh, what do they call the, the DLC stuff yeah the mm-hmm. DLC stuff we bought all that stuff like loaded up like basically paid the same amount of money that we paid back in 2010 or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, the yeah. same thing. Oh, dude, I bought play Kingdom with 30... Hearts three times. Yeah. We play, <laughs> we, we play with, I'm not even kidding. Like, the funniest fact play, about you. Guys. It's like the same 30 people in the world that play that game. There's like literally only 30 people in that world that This play is this
0: something that I wanted to mention that reminds me of the episode we just did with Taylor uh, about people that are still on an online game after its popularity has passed. Yeah. And I think there's just like a group of like a few people <laughs> yes. just out in the woods by themselves. <laughs> yeah. Just like the last People on the
2: server. Yeah, like the That's maybe awesome. one or two are like stuck in like an Airbnb with like an Xbox three sixty <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, oh, I'll just play this. Um
0: and now when you play it now, is there a healthy online no. community? No. no. Are you playing the same
2: five people I'm over playing, over again? Yes, and you're trying you can That's only so play funny. You can only play team deathmatch. You can't play anything oh, else no. because maybe search and destroy, I think. Yeah. Because That's the other one. That was another thing. Like, people... You could level up a lot better on Search and Destroy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah. uh, It's, like, the same... I'm not even kidding. It's like 20 people, and two of them are me and my friend. And there's something fun to that, yeah. though. Uh, I used to play World of Warcraft, and I used to get really into the
0: PvP arenas. Mm-hmm. And eventually, our rank got so high that we were only playing the same
2: six teams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we
0: would play those six teams for like months, and oh, we would like get to know those people
2: because, like, those are the only people we were playing against. Yeah. No, that's not uh, that. This is just this is like a lack of population. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a they're not good also, they're just sad also the only <laughs> shitty thing though is is that uh it, people are like hack the game Sure. So they just are not. invisible. And they're no impossible to, to kill. And no one's like on the server still yes. like banning people. Not, and <laughs> I report them every single time. I'm like, <laughs> it prints and prints set facts in yeah. an empty warehouse. And somewhere I send him a message. Report on Black yeah. Ops. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like, this guy's cheating. He's hacking. And I send the guy a message. And I'm like, dude, you're disrespecting this game. <laughs> I have so many, like, voice messages or, like, uh, written messages. to the guy. I'm like, you are disrespecting a great game. Like, we're just trying to have fun and you're, like, ruining it for everybody. Let's dox this guy. What's his gamer tag? Let's say it on the pod. Oh, man, I probably have, like, I take pictures of him. Okay. Uh, we'll <laughs> so it's probably on my send, phone. Send me yeah. the pic and we'll post it on okay. the Instagram. Yeah. No, I mean, I love this game so much. We're going to drag these guys. Like, yeah, I really love this game so much. Yeah, it's a great game.
0: The last thing I want to say, About it, where it falls in the timeline, is I think this is the this is the sunset on the franchise for me. Like, I feel like after this, it's all just copy paste garbage. And like, they just try to like remake the zombie mode, but it's not as good. And then they and then they're like, what if we go even more into the future? And it's just been a shit show. Oh my god! So that's just I feel like it's like the it's like a it marks it marks like a cliff. I think in the franchise,
2: I. 100% agree and that's why I chose this game too because like every single Call of Duty after that I was like what the fuck is this This is so bad Mm -hmm. it was it just didn't have that same feel yeah uh -hmm. and yeah the future stuff pisses me off I don't really like future games uh I guess maybe or maybe they just did a shitty job of doing it I don't know but um yeah like the whole That ghost game? Uh, I've only like seen videos. Oh my god! I I think I got really burnt out
0: after that one. But anyways, uh, speaking of uh, burnt out, we have to take a quick little break so we can make some money off this advertisement.
1: Man, Griffin, you know what's weird? Living under a constant haze of smoke and near 120 degree temperatures every day, I feel like my skin's gonna fall off and I can feel the cancer growing in my chest. If only there was something or some product that could fix this problem. Well, there was one thing once back in 2019 in the past... And that was, maybe, a Green New Deal that would have provided jobs and alternative energy sources for America, the country that's now a flaming death pit filled with ravaging, marauding hordes. No, it was to be legalized marijuana? Is that what that is? Oh, not that kind of green, Griffin. It was alternative energy green. A good, safe way to make sure that we have power to do things like have a podcast without uh, collapsing the environment and the economy and leading to, again, ravenous hordes of mutants.
2: I'm part of Big Sunscreen. I love the fact that the sun is shining. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's crazy now that our whole nation is run by the overlords at Big Sunscreen because the ozone layer is so far gone that we get sunburns as soon as we go outside.
2: Put on more sunscreen. SPF
1: 2000 coming out. (laughs) This winter. So if you want to avoid a fate of a world ruled by sunscreen overlords and SPF 2000 lotions, make sure to message your congresspeople and ask them to do a Green New Deal or whatever. And vote for the Shinra Corporation. No, they are bad for the environment. Don't vote for the Shinra Corporation. And vote for a Green New Deal. And uh, use the promo code Game Boys when you vote to get double voting. Vote twice. Break the law. Crimes are cool now. Hey there, and Welcome back to the game, boys. Podcast, my name is still Lux. Your co-host still Griffin Davis, and your guest is still Joe Fahey. And now is the part of the show where we rate that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. What we're going to do is give our final thoughts about this game, sum it up with a little bit of a review, and then give it a score on a scale from one to five joysticks. Griffin's giving me two thumbs up because I did it right, like I did last week. <laughs> um, but, Joe, since you are our guest, uh, comic courtesy dictates you go first. So give us all your last thoughts and give us a score on this bad dog. All right. Um... Well,
2: I mean, I got a factor and I'm not really, I don't really play a lot of video games. Uh, this has all the memories in it. Uh, it's so fun that it's in the Cold War. Uh, it's so, like, different uh, for me. So uh, I'm going to give it. Uh, I gotta give it five. Five Ooh. was it five joysticks? yeah five joysticks. Five, yeah, five, five. I, yeah. I mean, it's one of the games you played more than anything else. I probably. I think so. that's <laughs> gotta be why I gave it five joysticks. <laughs> For sure. That's yeah. I mean, the only game I really played. That's so a often. pretty undeniable. Yeah. yeah. Zombies. Reason. Oh my god, the zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. The best. Um, we didn't even get into the maps. They're so good.
1: Yeah. Griff, do you want to go next? You want to take it?
0: Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, yeah. Uh. I it's it's hard to think about Call of Duty without like having kind of like a there's like a negative cloud around the franchise and it's like it's hard to like take yourself back to the place when like Call of Duty felt like new and exciting and like fresh and like kind of like next gen and like like making big dangerous choices and like something to pay attention to, Uh, and it did used to be that and thankfully when Joe picked this game like me going back and doing the research or watching the videos like I forgot I used to play these games all the time and I'm just so on them now uh but there there was an era where this stuff was like exciting and fun this game uh like refine the zombies mode i played it for a bunch of hours in multiplayer it had a weird campaign not not my favorite but it was like fun and took big swings um and i think for all those reasons i'm gonna give it a four out of five which is i feel like i wasn't expecting that on my way in on this one I, you know, yeah, but it's a it's a good game. Yeah.
1: OK, so for me, this is complicated because as I said before, I do not like military shooters. But mm-hmm. another thing that everyone who's on the podcast knows is that my rubric for scoring games is how well they do the thing they were trying to do, regardless of like my personal feelings about like the genre or whatever. And I think it does a really good job, right? Like this is the only one of the Call of Duty games that had a single player campaign that I like had any interest in playing at all. It's the only one that had a mode that I kept coming back to in the zombies. Um, even the multiplayer stuff was pretty fun so I think I gotta go with Griffin and give this a 4 out of 5 I don't think it's a game that I'd ever play in my free time but anyone who's like looking to play a military shooter like this is one of the best of the bunch yeah it's Nuketown I mean come on yeah I mean it's (laughs) Nuketown there's all kinds of cool. there's the dive roll there's like all these good guns there's all these good (laughs) level designs like There's a lot to love about this game. It's just not the kind of shit that I like that much, but I got to say it's a really good game for what it is. And so anyone who's like looking for that kind of gamers into that kind of shit obviously should play it. So I can't really give it less than like a four. So I'll mm-hmm. give it a four. And with that, that finishes our rating, which means we're going into our favorite, everyone's favorite segment, made entirely out of segments. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the segment segment. That's the part where Griffin and I present various segments to our guests, and then we play them because they're usually games. Griffin, what is your segment?
0: <laughs> uh, that's right, guys. Uh, welcome back to Two Truths and a High. There are three video game facts about the Call of Duty series I'm going to read to you. Two of them are true facts, and one of them is a fact I wrote when I was high. <laughs> for Call of Duty guys researching these, there's a lot of depressing facts about call of duty because it's all related to like warfare and countries and stuff like that so just buckle down guys fact number one activision created a twitter account for black ops 3 called current aggregate news that posted a fake story about a bombing in Singapore. no one knew it was fake and there are conspiracy theories to this day about government cover-ups of the bombing (laughs) Fact number two, Uh, it is common knowledge that Call of Duty games are used in American military training. Surprisingly, footage from the infamous No Russia level in Modern Warfare 2 that involved a mass shooting at an airport was momentarily used to train TSA agents until it was quickly pulled. Fact number three, unlike countries like Pakistan and Iran, North Korea enjoys their depictions as terrorists in Modern Warfare 3 and uses it for
1: promotional advertising. Um, I got to go with the first one, because the last two just bummed me out so much they have to be true.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've heard that's the second one. So I got to that first one is... Insane, Yeah. Yeah. The first one. Is, I'm going to say I mean, the first one. Account that was called co- that and, accidentally posted a story about a bombing. And it, it's caused some false flag conspiracy. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, guys, you're both wrong. Oh, that, happened. <laughs> that
1: happened. <laughs> that so, happened. i so hard at this game. <laughs> There's
0: a Singapore bombing conspiracy. Oh my People God. I think it really happened.
2: So Alex Jones is like, yeah. I'm tired up Singapore. <laughs> What about Singapore? People in Singapore, I'm sorry for your dog. Current
0: aggregate news account
2: (laughs) Michelle Obama was in Singapore at the time with the bombing.
0: (laughs) No, guys, the fake fact was that TSA agents were trained with a modern warfare two level. That was fake? That was the fake one?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my that doesn't That one make, felt real to me. That was good work. That one was so good. Yeah. Wow, and I, and that's I, that, guys. I that really sucked total ass at this game. Is the thing I've gotten, uh, gotten it right. I think once. Yeah, and we've well, probably done the segment twelve that's times. A,
0: that's <laughs> a testament to the weird history of video games. More than yeah, anything. yeah, that's for pretty sure. crazy. When was that Singapore thing? Uh, so that was. For Black Ops 3. So that was like in 2013 or 14.
2: Jesus. So that was like fake news. Yeah,
0: original fake news. Oh my god. It was called current aggregate news and it was like a really realistic news oh my article god. about a bombing in They're like, they're like, people are gonna be excited about this video game now oh. that we're making
1: these fake news <laughs> Jesus stories. Holy Christ. shit. I love it, dude. Jesus oh. Christ. I love uh. it. Um, all right. Now it's time for my segment, which is the same segment that we did last week, except now I've got a better name for it. We're going to play a little game of pitch in the past. This is the game where you guys try to convince me a figure from the past that they should play call of duty black ops. And today you're going to be pitching divorce, enthusiast and terrible King Henry the eighth for backstory. <laughs> he was the King of England. He had several wives, his love of divorce forced them to form the Anglican church, a Protestant church that was the same as the old one, except divorce was okay. Divorce enthusiast. Enthusiast is probably my favorite career title of <laughs> anything. Yeah, divorce enthusiast and uh, be on a uh, wife show. executioner. Um so uh that is your job So what about Call of Duty Black Ops Would me King Henry VIII For Vale old Mary old England <laughs> Like to hear about Hmm Okay Huh Well I think First
0: of all I think the kill streak I mentioned earlier Where you get to release Dogs on people I think that's like Very up your
1: alley
2: Henry I think that's something That you'd be very into I do
1: love feeding people To my dogs
2: <laughs> <laughs> And yeah I mean you're a div- You're a divorcee Right Oh, five time
1: divorcee uh, Let me just tell you
2: Back yes, yes. in the day, man, there is so many divorces on that multiplayer. I swear to God, I could have sworn that everybody was a divorcee on that multiplayer. Yeah. Oh, I, I
1: love to play with people who share my recently divorced energy.
0: <laughs> I would say, yeah, seventy-five percent of the population was was recently divorced men in their thirties. Oh,
1: perfect! That's those my best
2: friends, aside from uh, me dogs. <laughs> oh, and uh, and you like? Do you like chopping? people's heads off famously I do oh my gosh like <laughs> It's get lame, get it? yourself an insta kill on zombies mm-hmm. and you stab that zombie. That head's coming off. Zombies are kind of like peasants. They're mindless droves
0: yeah. that will just claw at your nice doors. And, and they don't pay taxes. Oh, I love to th- slaughter enough. my
1: non-tax paying citizens. <laughs> this is wonderful. I love this game. You've done a great job.
0: <laughs> Pre order it. Actually, don't pre-order it, because you know, pre-ordering it's 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 a cyclical evil business cycle.
1: <laughs> I won't. I- Pick it up at the GameStop in British hell. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, that's the end of King Henry VIII. And that you yeah. guys did a really good job. That went way better than last week's. Um, uh, I did not do a good job of being Abraham Lincoln. I thought I knew a lot of Abraham Lincoln. And then we started doing it, and I realized I didn't. Um, this week, I read about King Henry VIII. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week, folks. That's the end of the episode, except for a little thing that we do, which is where I ask you, Joe... People would love to probably hear more of you because you've been an awesome guest. Where can they find you on the internet?
2: Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, and Twitter and uh, YouTube uh, at Joseph Fahey, J-O-Z-E-F-F-A-H-E-Y uh, and uh, Joe Fahey Comedy on YouTube. I don't know why. I should, I should just put Joseph Fahey Comedy. I don't know why I don't do that. Don't put comedy in your name. No? No. <sighs> I th- uh, I guess yeah. It. It's not worth it. He's I got one just, life yeah. to live. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing after this. There's no heaven or hell. Oh, Joe. <laughs> I should just put me, huh? You I uh,
0: also. Uh, when is the next Patsy show?
2: Oh yeah, Pat. Oh, I'm. I'm is, so bad at plugging. This is, this is coming out on Wednesday. Okay. So. All right. Patsy is the first Sundays uh, uh, of the month mm-hmm. at the Pack Theater, 8 p.m. Uh, and uh, yeah, so what is that? March first uh uh, next will be uh, march 3rd third all right march 3rd yeah Mm -hmm. so come march 3rd 8 p.m we got some good stuff uh uh shooting a video uh this week uh should be fun stuff always a fun (laughs) show
0: come laugh at andrew crown over yes the Uh, funniest guy (laughs) in the
2: history of the world i really wish that everyone could be in a writer's room with
1: him because he is the funniest We should make sure ever. never to get him on the podcast because it sounds like he'll make us sound like true garbage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did he get on... Was he on the podcast? Well, we've been trying to get him on. Oh, my Patsy, God.
1: Patsy rehearses. You guys, guys so will... Mm, you guys
2: will blow up. The, the, yeah, you you gotta gotta, blow we got to get this guy famous. He's, we'll get, so funny. And he's a viral hit. Yeah. He's a sensation. He really is. Well, let's, um, let's get
1: him in the mix then. But, Griff, what What about you? Uh, follow me at Andrew
0: Crownover. Wow! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Cranova, number one fan. Uh, no, follow follow the Game Boys pod on Instagram and follow Griffin P. Davis on all social medias. How about you, Lux?
1: Oh, well, do we have a DM for this week or are you doing? I do. I do have a I do have a DM. Um, let's see what it is. I only <laughs> asked because now that I'm linked to the Instagram, too, I saw that we got one.
0: The animated series Sword Art Online and uh, chronicles the adventures of people unable to log out of the game world. Uh, In Sword Art, the consequences in the VR world have real life effects, including death. My question is, if you were trapped in a game in a fight to the death, what game and character would you each choose? So does that mean we could just like a class, basically?
1: I think you just pit. Yeah. Like if you had to be stuck in one game as one character, who do you think you could make it out as? Well I want to be something like souped up. Yeah, I um, want to be like a, like Bayonetta.
0: Maybe is a good pick. Oh, Bayonetta is a good pick. Yeah, um, I think. uh... Oh, I actually, think I, no, I know my answer. Okay, you go first then.
1: Um, I think I'd be Bj Blaskowitz from uh, Wolfenstein because he's like that, all,
0: that's like, but that's like brutal. Like you're not gonna come out of that like standing.
1: I mean, <laughs> he does end up in a wheelchair for long stretches of the series. Oh. No, I I just think that between his like super buffness and like general power and my like. I just feel like if I were in the part in life where you have to shoot Nazis with guns, I'd be super good at it. Sure. Um, That's my one exception to my no shooting people rule uh, Mm -hmm. is Nazis are fine. And so yeah. I just feel like it would really tap into like what I'm good at. I feel like I could make it out of a Wolfenstein alive. Yeah,
0: um, I think my w- original answer would have been Kirby, but after this game, I'm going to go as the protagonist of Black Ops, Sam Worthington, because a he kills
2: JFK <laughs> uh, and gets away with it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, we have to be someone from Call of Duty. No, oh, no, from that's, any just, game. that's just what I picked. Oh, if you're trying to get out of anywhere, you gotta be the. The boo, the ghost from Mario, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: shit. Yeah, then you can't yeah. die. Yeah. Fuck. You just hacked yeah, you don't this question. Die and You
2: just fucking go up in the air yeah or ice tea <laughs> or, or, or ice cube <laughs> yeah, you could be
1: any of the ice characters any of the ices uh, <laughs> any member of isis um, yeah a, Any ices. Uh, Yeah. no this <laughs> is a good pick because then you literally yeah. can't die you kind of hacked that question that's brilliant um yeah i'll get us done here quick uh, uh for me thank you, you for can... jay mccain for the question oh yeah thank you jay um friend of the podcast um yeah, for me, if you can find my shit at ML Surfboard. I mean I'm posting on the Game Boys Pod Instagram now, so go check us stuff out there. I recently posted about my new forays in Imagine of the Gathering. There will be more updates to come on that front. And uh Party World Raslin's kicking off, so check out the Facebook page, see the videos that we're making, and check out the Indiegogo at iggme A T Bash of the Titans if you want to buy a t-shirt or a flag or get VIP seats if you're in Austin or whatever other things you want. Also, we stream Twitch on the weekend. So check out twitch.tv slash party world wrestling. If you are interested. And that's all from me. We didn't get a new review this week. We got another new rating. Please, if you're going to give us a five-star rating, just write a review with any words in it. It makes a substantial difference. And I know that if you rate it, they give you the option. So just do it. It literally just for all on the keyboard for a second. Yeah, just smack <laughs> the keyboard and I'll try to read the letters that you make. I don't care. But like the reviews help. The ratings are great. Thank you so much. everyone who's left a rating, but reviews are great, too. So please leave those so that we can do this bit more regularly. Um, anyways, that's going to be <laughs> it. that's going to be it for us this week. My name is Lux. I am your host. Your host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Joe Fahey. Your editor is Haley Clement. Your international music is by Matthew Bourne. Your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Call it duty.
2: Black ah.